Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. I don't remember to do this enough, so if you do enjoy the podcast, and I'm assuming because you're listening, you probably do, then please do help me out by sending it to friends or family or anyone who you think would benefit or just find it interesting. It really helps me boost listenership and hopefully help more people. So with that said, today's episode is potentially a little contentious. I really wanted to do an Instagram post on this, but I wasn't sure how to make it short enough for Instagram without losing the context. So I wrote an article on it, which I will put in the show notes. And I'm basically going to talk around that a little bit. I think it's a really important topic. And I also wanted to talk about it here where I can give it a little bit more context. So the article is titled, The Best Thing I Ever Did for My Relationship with Food and Body Image. And then the subtext is, set bigger goals. And I thought long and hard about sharing this. And I want to be clear here that this is just my experience. And I'm certainly not suggesting that it's this simple or easy for everybody. Actually, easy is not the right word because it wasn't easy. But I'm certainly not suggesting it's this simple for everybody. And for some people, it runs deeper than that. I guess deeper than like just lacking a bit of purpose although I shouldn't say just like lacking purpose is massive but anyway for me a lot of my poor relationship with food or body image came from lack of purpose and also misplaced self-worth but I do understand that for many people it's not that reason and thus this solution will not work for you but the reason I want to share this is that I feel like a lot of people could save themselves years of over analyzing themselves and staying stuck where they are kind of like um what's the saying paralysis by analysis so food is often where people go when they lack control in other areas of their life so you might not be able to control what's going on at work or in your relationship but you can control the food intake or how much you exercise and for me it was definitely well at least partly that and I spent years after uni not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life which is totally normal but is still a really horrible place to be and I would try things and then I'd give up on them which in hindsight was the right thing and actually giving up on things is a superpower you just need to know what to give up on and what to try harder at and actually the ability to give up is what allows you to try harder at the other things because you only have so much time and brain energy and focus But anyway, at the time, it was really hard to sit with the uncertainty, especially when you're someone who's a very driven person. And I never have more energy or feel better than when I'm working towards a goal. And if you're geared like that, you'll always look for a goal somewhere. So for me, that was like perfecting diet and exercise, right? Because I didn't have as much control over other areas almost to the point I didn't really know where I wanted to focus my efforts and that's when what can start as a really healthy pursuit can turn into a negative one where you start sacrificing other areas of your life and obsessing over the way that you look or how much you eat or what you eat or how many workouts you do training twice a day and you start to do it for like I mean do it for the wrong reasons and on top of that not sure if anyone's noticed this but I'm also a woman and a personal trainer again probably not news to people 
this combination places a lot of pressure and I will note a lot of the time self-imposed pressure on appearance and specifically looking a certain way and then what can often happen is you get used to being known as the person who always has abs and then you feel like you have to live up to that and then you place so much of your self-worth on how you look that that starts to really negatively impact your body image. And as I said, what starts as potentially quite a positive thing can become quite obsessive, restrictive, disordered, and actually end up very negative. And this isn't unique to women in the fitness industry. It's actually pretty universal. And unfortunately, I would hazard a guess that more women do suffer with body image issues, a poor relationship with food and disordered eating tendencies than women who don't. And I will say that again, like I imagine that more women do suffer with these things than people who don't like it's very very common and this is why I wanted to share this because it's the only thing that worked for me and it's probably the exact opposite of how most people deal with these issues so often the go-to is to spend a lot of time being quite self-reflective I guess which I wouldn't say is a bad thing but like when it comes at the expense of actually taking action and again all you're doing is like paralysis by analysis and over analyzing everything and maybe focusing on things like this is going to sound weird but possibly too internal and not taking enough action then you can end up stuck in the same place for years and as an example of this what you often find And maybe this is part of like a readiness to change or an open-mindedness to change. But one of the key things that we find anyone who does any form of coaching with us will get from us is mindset change. Now, are you ready for that when you start thinking you want fat loss? No. In fact, all the clients I've spoken to are like, no, I came 100% for fat loss. I would have never started if I thought it was for mindset. I had to take those first steps. I had to start actioning things And I had to start like, who's the person that said this? I think it's Eleanor Roosevelt. Like you learn by living, right? So you have to take action in order to make change, right? And you probably would have never got to the point of, oh, I need to work on my mindset around these behaviors until you started doing the actions, until you started getting the results. And then you create a bit more curiosity as to why and how can I make this sustainable and how can I make it more enjoyable? And that's when you get to the mindset side. But starting with mindset from the start often leaves people in this kind of state of like overthinking and not actually taking any action. So the go-to for dealing with relationship with food or body image issues is often to self-reflect a lot, potentially, I would argue, maybe too much about how you feel about your body, about why you're fixating on certain foods, about or like maybe it's going to therapy And honestly, what worked for me was to set bigger and more important goals than worrying about the exact things I ate that day or worrying about exactly how my body looked. And I realized that that obsession with how I looked, how lean I was, the exact foods I ate, all this stuff was taking up brain energy and would hold me back from achieving these bigger goals. And that is what motivated me to change. Now, to set these goals, you probably will have to do some kind of journaling and deep thinking and picking random goals because someone else has picked them or they sound good isn't going to work. Like you need to figure out what drives you and what's going to get you up and out of bed every morning. 
that's why it works like it has to be the right goal it has to be the right driver you need to know what your values are by the way get the vj that will help and i think one of the reasons that just focusing on unpicking the issue doesn't work is that many women don't fully want to change i keep saying women but like this could absolutely be men as well i'm sorry or non-binary people you know whoever right everyone can experience these things and often they feel the discomfort of body image issues and the restriction and the limitations that they're they're like forcing on themselves because they're preoccupied with food but it's not quite enough motivation to change and the missing piece at least for me was having a positive reason to change not just to avoid discomfort but to achieve something more without that like it simply wasn't exciting enough like oh you can make things not so bad as they are versus here's a real purpose behind these changes that's why we talk so much as coaches about like figuring out your why because often just i want to lose some body fat so i don't feel particularly comfortable in my body isn't enough drive isn't enough a reason for you to change and make long-term changes whereas figuring out the why behind that like what do you think is going to happen when you lose body fat what's the real reason behind it that is going to be the motivation that drives you to make long-term change humans are driven by purpose which means that in order to be motivated to change especially when change is hard you need to find the purpose behind it right your why if you will and reducing the amount of mental capacity that you use to think about food and body image also allows you to focus that energy time brain power elsewhere and that enables you to achieve something monumental like if you pause for a second here and think about the amount of time energy focus whatever mental capacity that you spend obsessing over your body critiquing your body or worrying about calories or exact macros or exactly what you're consuming now imagine if that was focused towards a more positive pursuit like you would literally be unstoppable and this realization for me was the catalyst for change and i hope that it will be for you as well and the reason that this works is when you change your focus you naturally think less about food and about body image and being preoccupied with that and it's in many ways a lot like getting over an ex right you might feel that it's all consuming it feels like you will never wake up in the morning and not think about that person you probably can't even imagine going a couple of hours without thinking about that person like i'm talking about right after a breakup when you are heartbroken and you likely won't be able to pinpoint the exact day that it happens that you wake up and you don't think about that but slowly over time you stop thinking about them because you start thinking about other more important things like your new hot boyfriend or girlfriend and there will come a point when they barely cross your mind the same is true for body image issues or food issues it might feel like you're never going to get over it and that it will always be there but it won't be and this advice is universal to getting over your ex or your food slash body issues image issues distract yourself with bigger goals with bigger more important goals give yourself a higher purpose and i don't mean 
oh, change your goal to a performance goal. Like, hey, it might be, but is that really what's exciting you? Or have you just seen someone else say that they want to run 5K, so you're going to run 5K? Think about what actually drives you. I'm talking here about life goals, right? So start asking the big questions. What do you want to be remembered for? What simultaneously scares you and excites you? In what situations and when doing what do you feel like your best self? Start craving approval from your future self, what would they be proud of you for, right? What actions would they want you to take? Asking questions like this helps you delve into what's actually important to you. And obviously also doing the values work will really help with this as well. And then set goals based on those things. And you can curate a life that is based on the things that are the most important to you. And in my opinion, that's the best kind of life you can live. And now realize that to achieve those goals, you need to show up at your best. And in order to do that, you need to be able to manage yourself. And that includes managing your mind. And the more that you think about certain things, the more that they become a reality. Now, can you control your thoughts? To an extent, sometimes, yes, right? I think in the moment, probably not, but you can choose how you respond to them and almost like how much volume that you give to them, right? And often this doesn't happen immediately. It's not like, oh, I'll just set some bigger goals and then I'll stop thinking about my body. But slowly and surely, you will start to reduce the amount of energy you put into overthinking food choices, scrutinizing your body, and the insane pressure that you put on yourself to look a certain way. And when you have a bigger purpose, this starts to become just less and less important. And what's interesting is that a lot of the actions might look the same, but the drive behind them is different, right? So I still go to the gym every day, but I'm not doing it because I feel like I need to stay in like a certain shape. I now do it because it drives me towards my bigger goals. I do it because I show up better for my clients, for the coaches that I mentor, for the talks that I deliver, when I've exercised, when I feel my best, when I've given myself, you know, when I've prepared myself to turn up at my best. And that doesn't happen by accident, right? that requires looking after yourself. So some of these actions will be the same. Like I still eat a very, uh, what's the right word? Good diet, I don't know, healthy diet. Like I eat a minimal amount of processed foods. I try and get in protein every single meal. Like I don't eat very much meat, kind of a side, side note for other reasons, but I'm still very conscious of my diet, but I'm doing it for different reasons. And I had a discussion with one of the, one of our clients on Commit to Six this week about the scales and she said that she used to look at it and it would ruin her day, like her full day. But now she sees it and it can still impact her mood, but she turns the volume down, right? So it's like, it impacts my mood for five minutes instead of me thinking about all day that I'm one kilogram heavier than I was yesterday and it impacts all your choices throughout the day. Instead of that, you just think about it for five minutes and hey, it might still impact your mood for five minutes and then you forget about it that's what that kind of progress looks like you let that thought just kind of wash over you and as time goes by you will think about it less and less and less example remember that ex that you had 10 years ago and how much do you think about them now compared to when you first broke up with them like they might still sometimes cross your mind but I would hope that you're still not obsessing over them and thinking about them every single day if you are, then hey, and this is probably a good example, right? If you are still thinking about that ex, you've got a bit of work to do, right? Like maybe you should go to therapy and unpack that a little bit. And if you are still 
you know, after 10 years and, and trying all these things, thinking obsessively about food, then hell yeah, like you might need some extra help. This message is really for people who are potentially keeping themselves stuck by overthinking and not taking enough action. So the take home here is often the best thing that you can do for your relationship with food and body image is to set bigger goals and find a higher purpose. And this leads to a combination of perspective, inspiration and motivation to actually change. And the reason I wanted to share this is because one of the big problems with social media is that a lot of people hear the wrong messages. Now I'm fully aware that this episode will add to that, right? But I guess I'm trying to even the field a little bit, as in there will be some people listening to this who could really do with therapy and could really do with maybe taking less action and thinking a little bit more about things. But there will also be people listening who have been thinking a lot and not taking a lot of action. And that's who this is for. And it's awesome that therapy is spoken about more, but sometimes that interpretation can be that you think you need X treatment or therapy or X or Y to change. And that it's a long process and it will take time and kind of that you don't have much control over that. And the truth is you can change at any time. Everybody has the ability to change. Some will need more support than others. But if you want to change something about yourself, you can start now. And you don't have to go to therapy and figure out your childhood trauma because you can start making those positive changes. And if you want to do that and you want to go to therapy, you can absolutely do that at the same time as making changes. And I'm gonna do a second part to this episode, which will focus more on binge eating. And I won't make you wait um, a week. I will just upload these at the same time. But I think it's useful to split them so I can send people to certain episodes. But thank you as ever for your time and attention. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do send it to someone who you think might enjoy it too or might find it useful. If you want to work with me and set some big goals and find some purpose, then head to esgfitness.co.uk, fill in the application form, give me some information about yourself and I will email you. And if I'm not the right person to help, I will find you someone who is. So I will see you in about five seconds for the next episode. Goodbye.